0: What's going on, everybody? We got a another live broadcast here of the leisure feature uh, today. We're gonna talk, uh, turn this. We haven't talked any gaming here over our past few shows, right? Uh, so we're gonna focus on gaming a little bit, uh, and then kind of do the 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 same all that we've been doing. Talk about TV. Talk about we got a a movie review we're gonna cover, uh, and and some other things, um, but let's start with the news that's about two weeks away with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, give us the skinny, Derek.
1: yeah so I know we you know we, we, when we originally started this we said we're gonna gaming other pop culture stuff uh, so this is the first time we really get into that but again you know besides the 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 annual uh, Madden and NHL releases nothing has really came out. So this is gonna be one of the first big releases uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, I know you just watched the, the trailer recently, and they're definitely capitalizing on this whole Last Kingdom, uh, Vikings, resurgence. The main character is, is a Viking, um, and it actually sets place in kind of a parallel universe or within the realm, uh, the same kind of time period as The Last Kingdom does. So they actually, the antagonist in it, uh, it seems to be a much more evil version of Alfred from uh, The Last Kingdom, because I know we've talked about The Last Kingdom a lot. I don't think Alfred's necessarily a bad guy. Uh, he just has a, a vision. He thinks that, you know, the English people and Christianity is, is the, the rightful uh, future of the continent and or of the, the, the island. And he wants to push that forward. But in this game, he definitely looks like he's a bad guy. So it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah, no. So um, which,
0: which number of Assassin's Creed is this now?
1: It has to be like seven, six or seven. There's yeah, been a it's, lot. There, it's, it's, it's been up there. Have you
0: played all of
1: them? No, have not played all of them. Uh, I played a lot of the original trilogy ones. So those are all like set in, in Italy and in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, then I played a little bit of the American revolution one. So there's one during the American revolution. Uh, I have the, the code somewhere when I bought my microphone to play Odyssey, but I haven't played Odyssey. So obviously that's you know, ancient Greek. Yep. Uh, Peloponnesian and then there's this viking one and i think there's one other i'm i'm blanking on um maybe origins yeah origins is the other one um but it's it's a pretty cool series it's kind of science fictiony and then brings in you know some hack and slash gameplay and everybody wants to be an assassin like i mean that's that's one of of the things (laughs) i mean that's why like uh, hitman does so well because again the idea the allure of like being in a shadowy assassin is is kind of you know attractive if if you're going to play it virtually
0: totally so have you already pre-ordered is this something that you're gonna wait to see what uh what the reviews get what's uh what's your kind of uh plan for this moving forward
1: so right now i know we haven't talked about this at all either with with the different uh systems and, and different consoles launching i'm kind of in a weird spot in between consoles so i have a playstation 4 uh i i got rid of my my xbox recently sold uh gave it to family because a lot of the games I was playing on Xbox, you can play on PC anyways. And I have a gaming PC. So I'm kind of like in between like, do I buy it for PC? Do I wait till I get a PlayStation 5? Because they're all back ordered right now. Uh the PlayStation 5 and the, and the new Xbox Series X are all back ordered. You can't get your hands on them if you miss those initial windows. There's a lot of issues with bots and and retailers buying them up and people and and links going live before they're supposed to. There's kind of you know a huge debacle about uh, the, the launches of the pre-orders for those systems. So right now I don't have a next generation system yet. Um go heading to the holidays. I know there'll be more inventory. They're going to want to sell more for Christmas. So I kind of in a situation where I almost feel like I wait another month and just get it for PlayStation five um, better graphics, better you know, load times, better everything, or I may go PC route. Um, I'm not sure yet. So no, I don't have a pre-order. I don't have a plan on that yet, but I'll, I'll play it eventually
0: okay cool so uh to, to to hit on this do you th- feel like this is this viking resurgence i want to keep it on video games i want to i want to talk about this because sure. you got you got last kingdom you got vikings yep um you got this going on
1: is uh do you are have you watched vikings before i know you watch last kingdom i haven't yet but i'm going to it's on the list um, okay it's on the list of things to do and i know there is a uh, a connection between those two properties. So I'm definitely, definitely on the list. Okay. And how long does it normally take
0: to play these games? Because I, I never have. You know, these, these. Is this more open world?
1: Is it more mission based? Is it's, it- it's mission based. There's kind of a main storyline, but then there's also like some side story kind of. If you're one of those guys that you know does all the side missions and wants to 100% complete a game, uh, I'm sure it could take you, you know, probably 50 hours, 60 hours to do. Um, but I think you're going to be kind of a straight through, probably half that.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay, what what kind of video games do you prefer? Because I'm very odd in in video games I consume. So I'm I'm curious to hear yeah. what uh, what kind of games you consume.
1: I still play a lot. I mean, primarily what I play is is with friends uh, socially. So mm-hmm. I still play you know the Call of Duties, even though I, I pretty much hate them. Uh, they're just so watered down and, and geared towards kind of the lowest common denominator. Uh, but I still play them because it's, it's a social thing. You can play with you know, a bunch of friends do that. Um, I do like the battle Royale kind of movement that's happened recently in the last few years. I, I do like that game mode a lot. Um, so, you know, beginning a new call of duty, at least trying that usually the battle Royales are free to play. So I'll stick with that. Um, but I do like some role-playing games. Um, for instance, like fallouts, I like the fallout series. This last one, we'll talk a little bit more about that with, with the delays of cyberpunk. Uh, but the last Fallout was so just buggy and unplayable at launch that by the time it was ready to play, I'd already lost interest and moved on. It, it took you know several months before the, the bugs got worked out and it was an actual playable final product, and, and I was already you know past it by that point. What was the Fallout before that one? Fallout Four was the yeah. one before. So that
0: one. Uh, my wife's dad loves <laughs> video games, like. Okay. He plays probably the most video games of any friend or family member that I know. Sure. So I got him the newest when when that Fallout game played. I think he played it for a few days and just didn't play it. Um Yeah. Fallout I heard it was just I heard it was just awful. And I he I pretty much get all my video game opinions from him. Yeah. Um and yeah, he said it was one of the worst games he's ever played.
1: Fallout's always especially difficult because the beginning is such a grind. And yeah. it's a lot of like boring, repeat, uh, re- re- really repetitive uh, tasks. And you're go to this city, go to this city, find this, mm-hmm. find this, find this, and you're the, just you're just afraid of like you know the the world around you because if you venture to the wrong area, there's stuff that's like leveled way above you and will just kill you instantly. Um, it takes a while before you, are, really, get into it and get into the storyline and, and can you know, do what you want. Um, so for the Fallout seventy six, it's just like you couldn't even get through the beginning boring part, and it was just unplayable. You disconnect from the servers. There'd be random bugs and artifacts, and, and things spawning in that shouldn't be there. Like, you know, you're a level two advent you know, whatever voyager going right. out in, in the world, and you're running into like level sixteen death claws that are just destroying you in like three hits, and it's just it's not fun. Not fun. <laughs> not not fun, fun at all. And then and that's if you're you're not getting dropped from the server, uh, which was constant
0: yeah so I, I just remember there, there being a lot of PR there being a lot of commercials a lot of buildup for that fallout game
1: um, yeah there's supposed to be this like huge this is the future of video games it was a multiplayer online RPG where you know you were doing your own missions and and there were some some overlap points where you could do it in tandem or, or against um other human players and it wasn't just NPCs and, and there it was supposed to be kind of a, a, a revolution uh, in two degrees, as far as what console gaming could do. Um, yeah. Obviously PC gaming, that's the standard, but this was new, kind of a newer thing to console gaming. You've seen it with like elder scrolls online, but elder scrolls online is extremely buggy and repetitive and, and had the same issues. Um, so I really thought this was gonna be kind of the first, I mean, it's a major product. It's a major studio. Uh, Bethesda is, is great. But they just, I think they they took on too much and and just weren't ready and did not launch a playable product. Yeah. So
0: uh, and on the topic of a lot of build up, a lot of people wanting to see how, um, or just just a lot of big momentum, um, is is the new cyberpunk? Yep. Uh, with with Keanu Reeves front and center. Yeah. Um, tell us what this delay means, and then kind of give. Uh, for those that somehow have avoided seeing Keanu on our screen, kind of tell us the background on that property.
1: So it's a game um, being developed by CG, CD Project Red, um, who you may not be familiar with the name of the studio, but they did yeah. all the Witcher they did all the Witcher games. Okay, so they produce extremely high content, massive online, you know, role playing games. Like this is this is their bread and butter. This is all they do. Uh, so it's exciting to see this property. It's it's kind of about a, a futuristic. It's definitely futuristic. I just don't know. It, you know, it's supposed to be twenty seventy seven, um, and humans are being augmented by cybernetics. So people are replacing arms with swords and mm-hmm. revolvers, rocket launchers, lasers. There's crime syndicates that are you know using. These uh, cybernetics for for nefarious reasons. There's police officers with you know rifles attached to their arm instead of an arm. It, it's it's kind of a you know one of those dystopian future properties totally. that yeah. you, you're super familiar with. You've, you've seen a million of them. Um, but the cool thing about this is it's it's massive and it's a role playing game and it's meant to. CD Projekt Red has a kind of a, a reputation for making these really long, complex games. There's people who have played Witcher. Uh, three for for days uh, weeks as far as like actual in world gameplay time hundreds of days and and still haven't completed every little side mission Um, there's different things that you can do within the world and you know Gwent came out of that and people play the shit out of that um, as a standalone game uh, and even a standalone phone game now so they're it, it's an exciting project. It's, it's a huge endeavor. Keanu Reeves is attached to the project as one of the play, one of the characters, NPCs in the world. Um, it looks like Keanu, sounds like Keanu, so it's kind of cool to see that. Um, but it's been delayed several times now. Uh, it keeps getting pushed back. It's pushed back again. It's supposed to be out around the same time as Valhalla. It got pushed back to December tenth, uh, so a month apart. I don't think I don't think Cyberpunk's dodging uh, Assassin's Creed. I think Cyberpunk's definitely the most. Uh, looked forward to game most uh, exciting game coming out anytime soon mm-hmm. but we don't know the impacts as far as development with you know doing development remote is a little bit different than bug fixes live um my hope is that they are trying to avoid what happened to fallout 76 they'd rather delay it and not have it in people's hands where there's yep. negative feedback mm-hmm. uh, they rather have no feedback and then launch a really polished perfect game versus launching something that's super buggy. And like I said, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the fallout series. Um, I haven't played past 12 hours of, of, fallout 76 because I just, it just wasn't worth it anymore. And I haven't yep. doubled back to it. I, you know, other, other games come out. I play a lot of MLB, the show it's probably my main game. Um, so I just haven't went back to it and I probably honestly never will. Uh, so I think they're trying to avoid that. And, and right now, if they delay to December and launch a perfect game, I think, I, I think, the community is better off um, for sure. Than launching something poor, and you know they kind of have a captive audience. There's nothing else really coming out on the horizon to compete with it. But some people are taking that to it negatively. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like when a movie hits delays, right? Normally, yeah. a movie hit
0: delays for all the good reasons, right? It, it needs reshoots, or it needs um, you know editing. Yeah, or needs- I mean, there's
1: definitely production hell where a movie either just gets scrapped, never yeah. sees the light of day, or there you know sometimes that can be an indicator that there's problems um but the amount of time that goes into a, into create developing a video game we're talking they've added a month onto like a six-year cycle yeah like it's it's it hopefully it's just bug fixes but i mean the studio and the developers are getting death threats at this point which is just insane to me like it's it's, it's a very, bottom,
0: passionate, category. Yeah, a very
1: it's passionate category a very passionate category it's just a video game guys
0: yeah like, oh, like, no, don't say that don't <laughs> say that like stop the death threats it's right. crazy. exactly um so what do no, like you what are you you've you been
1: playing anything lately yeah
0: so when quarantine came sure um again like you i'm very much a a, a sports video game player yeah but um have you heard of the property telltale games they do the interactive story episodic.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a choose your. My impression is like almost like a choose your own adventure. Or like you play a movie, basically.
0: Basically, so again, yeah. you and I both can you know consume a lot of TV and movies. This was the perfect like middle ground for me to break into it. I saw the um, advertisement.
1: I think it was Game of Thrones was the advertisement I saw.
0: Probably the worst telltale property <laughs> they have, um, but so that kind of got me into it last year. And sure. then I got into two other pretty big properties. I mean, the the biggest in the interactive story mode is is probably The Last of Us. Okay. Um, that that is probably the poster child for this category of games. Yeah. I haven't I haven't started that one yet. But the two ones that I started were um, the Quantic Dream collection. It's it's the big umbrella um, uh, software publishing company. And they do a lot of like sci-fi futuristic apocalyptic type um interactive stories. Okay. And 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 the best one I played was Detroit Become Human. Um it didn't have an it didn't have the names as big as Keanu Reeves, but right. it did it did have Jesse Williams and Minka Kelly. Cool. Um, you know, those are B C-list yeah, celebrities sure. starring starring that one. And I loved that. Um basically it is. Futuristic society that relies on drones and robots to perform a lot of like the medial tasks, the custodians, the, you know, um, kind of lower level job positions. And of course, you know, yeah. yeah. And but eventually, you know, when they go bad, they get thrown into the dump. Um, Well, some of them start to become conscious and they start to infiltrate society. And you play as you play as some humans, you play as some robots, and you kind of shift the narrative as most you know interactive movies go. You know you can become hu- you know evil and and turn an evil robot empire, oh, okay. or you 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 can be completely compassionate and and be on the sides of the humans
1: or everything in between. Um, I played Reminds that what they game did with like Fable, where you could like your the story was shaped by like, yes. if, you're, if you did good or bad things. Correct. So yeah, ev- every choice it changes. So there's over a
0: thousand different endings for That's amazing De- Detroit become human. Um, Like I, said, I played it three times, got three played it differently all three times. It was, it was really, really cool.
1: Um, I'm going to take a look at that. That's that, that sounds like a good, like I have 30 minutes to kill. Let me, yep. you know, hop in real quick.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's about, it's way shorter than the games you play. Depending on the route you take, it's about 10 to 15 hours huh. to complete. That's really uh, cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, um, I to take a look at that.
0: Yeah, I think it's five episodes and depending on the route you take, about two to three hours per episode. Yeah, that nice. you play. Um, another one, again, as you know and, and our listeners will pick up, I love everything horror based. Um, so there's the Dark Pictures uh, anthology series there. They've only done three of them so far. I've played two of them. One of them is called Until Dawn. Okay? Uh, it's a basically these six high school kids go to this, you know, rich kids cabin up in the middle of nowhere and bad things happen. <laughs> of course. Um and it just again, um depending on how you play, there's not as many endings. I think there's only like 12 or or 15 endings. Um, but it's got some decent names in that too. It's got Hayden Pantieri and Remy Malek, um, are, are both the voice for, for that property. That's awesome. Um, and again, if I played it late at night by myself up in my den, gets a little scary. Sure. <laughs> gets sure. a little scary. Um, the last, the last game I want to talk about, um, last Christmas, I got an awesome gift. I got the PlayStation VR. Okay. Now, I don't play it as much as I should simply because there just aren't that many games. I think I probably got the VR system a couple years too early. Yeah. Um, but I got the uh, Resident Evil 7 game, and that game is gonna be
1: terrifying in VR.
0: Literally, I couldn't sleep. Ugh. And I, I had to go days, if not a week, without playing because, again, you've done VR fully 360 yeah, yeah, yeah. view. You know zombies things coming out of nowhere and you really gotta fully turn and be into it and then you lose your bearings and you know you if you trip yeah you know, it's it's just absolutely it was so much fun but terrifying it in my mind i've seen a lot of a lot of scary things that's the top
1: 10 scariest thing i've ever consumed um i can imagine because there's uh, there's so many like jump scares and cutscenes and exactly and, and especially like being immersed like that i mean that's the one thing like i mean when you're playing a game and it's scary and it's late or whatever it's scary on its own but at least like you couldn't your your peripherals anchor you that you're where you are but like once you lose that and your peripherals you know become immersed in that game i feel like you it's hard to like anchor yeah uh outside of the game for sure so
0: again so call me newer call me green whatever you want to call me there was only one end to resident evil right sure why why would i ever play it again because it are a lot of the games you play only real you know one ending you know like like assassin's creed does that will that only have one ending
1: i'll be honest with you i don't i don't feel like i i, I finish those very often okay something else comes up like it's fun to go through and follow the storyline um and then a different game comes out and I'm, I'm on that instead And like i said most of my time if if it's if it's you know wednesday night and i have a couple hours to play some games and relax the yeah. first thing i do is text my friends and say hey is anybody getting on okay because if they're getting on you know Back into horror, I mean, Call of Duty is running a, a special event right now, calling the yeah. Haunting Haunting of Verdansk. I did see that. That is like you can when you die, you become a zombie, and if you kill or collect two vials, meaning somebody died, then you become human again. And it kind of is cyclical, and there's zombies coming out of everywhere. They have heightened, you know, jumping and mobility. It's and there's jump scares in the boxes. You pop. They they did a partnership with. um both the texas chainsaw massacre property and the saw movies so you'll go to like open a box and like there's a jump scare like jigsaw like it's it's tough dude (laughs) it's especially at night like it's in the whole maps at night and it's it's pretty creepy there's some like ghosts that look like novelty like they're like okay this isn't scary like little blue floating ghosts but there's some like there's like the blood dripping from the floor to the ceiling like that's just like just makes me uncomfortable like (laughs) that's that's very much how the resident evil game was right um
0: so i i guess that's maybe why i i lean to the interactive stories interactive movies is because you can have so many different endings sure like yeah i i I was talking to somebody about the you know resident evil game they're like oh well the like the reason you play it again is see if you can beat it faster and i was just like that's not that's never been me i want to be i like i already beat it in my mind i don't need to be better like, right. I guess I could go up a difficulty level. Like, I right. played in normal, so I guess I could go play in, like, the next difficulty up. But, like, for me, I already know what's going to happen. So, that's why I leaned on kind of all these other games that, like, one or two small choices, that's going to lead me to something completely different. Yeah. And, and I like that. So That's um, cool. Definitely. Yeah. So, all right. Enough about video games. <laughs> well, is, is there anything else video games? That, no, I mean that's uh, that a, it's about. just
1: video games are just like movies right now, where that's pretty much all that's in the horizon. You got a few new, exactly. new properties, um, a lot of developers and publishers are waiting. They don't want to play the whole. They're, they're having it's hard to navigate. Do we develop for PlayStation Four, and then you can up have upgrade rights to PlayStation Five if you get a PlayStation Five? There's it's right now with with the it just comes down to like computer part chip shortages. Why you know, there's some constraints around how many. Uh, systems have been produced um i think it's one of the the years where there's a higher percentage of people that want to upgrade to the newest system and just can't because of availability so the gaming uh, publishers are trying to figure out how to navigate that
0: Well, i thought of one more question before we leave because you and i talked about it but not on the pod what's your history been like have you always been a playstation guy have you always been an xbox guy you know is is PC gaming where your real
1: heart is? Like, what what platform do you prefer? Um, I've never, I was never really a PC gamer per se. I, just, I mouse and keyboard just isn't comfortable to me.
0: Yeah, um, I, I have, agree. I've never played a video game on PC. I,
1: I have. Like you know, growing up, you know, I have have larger hands, so like the whole you know WASD keys is tough to navigate because I feel like everything's right on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I have a little like gaming one handed computer a keyboard that is better now, but that stuff didn't really exist when you know I was younger, and I kind of got into console gaming. You can just pick it up. Controller feels familiar; it doesn't really change. Um, I I have been on Xbox just because I like Halo. Like it's as simple Mm -hmm. as it is. But then I bought a PlayStation specifically for the show, Uh, MLB the Show is is a uh, PlayStation exclusive so I have a PlayStation purely for that uh, but now with this next year they're opening it up where it'll be available on other platforms so uh, I think I still am going to stick with the PlayStation this time around just because um, Xbox is doing so much with Game Pass to make it kind of a seamless ecosystem between PC with Microsoft Windows and the Xbox itself that you're not missing out on much if you just go with a PC and a PlayStation uh, and skip the Xbox
0: yeah, so I love PlayStation exclusives, both the Quantic, Quantic Dream, I don't know why I'm struggling saying that word, um, and Dark Pictures, like both of those publishers are PlayStation-only Yep. Um, publishers. Yep. Uh, so I, I guess I should throw that out there for the listeners, that's my bad. Um, but growing up, I was all PlayStation, you know, yep. PlayStation 1, PlayStation sure. 2, then I went to college, and everyone had Xboxes.
1: Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really like the PlayStation controller growing up. It's too small. Yeah. Um, the Xbox, Xbox nah, controller was, was a little beefier. A little beefier. Um, but now you can buy third-party controllers where it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. So yeah.
0: So then, so then I I was I was Xbox all throughout college. You know Xbox 360 after college, and then the PlayStation 4 came. And you know I think I'll go with PlayStation 5. That's, the exclusives.
1: That's, yeah, that's fair.
0: I, I think really? I'm hooked into a lot of their properties. I think I'm hooked into you know their network and 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 all of that. So that's
1: that's I think I think I'm PlayStation for a while now and, I, and yeah. I'm not
0: sure what would change that.
1: That's what I'm doing. Uh, so I'm gaming PC uh, with my Xbox Elite controller, which is always like right here on my desk. Yeah. and then uh, my and then PlayStation five, that's the way I'm going. one console and then the, the PC.
0: Cool. All right. So two more topics I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um The first one being, Derek, you're gonna get the Mandalorian in two more days. Two more days. I'm super two excited. Two more days. So, um, you you're gonna like? Do they have the time of when they're dropping it? Like, is this? So I think like, it's 12 one release.
1: Yeah, I think it, so. I think it'll be. I can't remember if it, if it did at twelve or one or it was like a nine a.m. But either way, Friday night is, is when I'll watch it. Friday night. Uh, yeah. Um, so super excited to talk about it next week on the on the pod. Might do a standalone episode this weekend, uh, either with, with you and, and might bring up my buddy Josh and, and we'll see how that goes. But um, definitely excited to see it and talk about it. Obviously, not a whole lot more to talk about. They just released a, a recap video, basically like a little mm-hmm. two or three minute trailer style video that basically recaps season one for you real fast.
0: So um, we do we do this with our sports podcast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't let you prepare for this at all. so I, I I apologize. I want I want one or two things that you predict are gonna happen. and then I want to know your opinion on if based on everything you've read and watched, if it can live up to season one or be better. So kind of a three part question.
1: Um, I believe in the showrunners. I think it'll be better. I think that they'll build on what they've what they've produced so far and continue the story building. Um, so I think it'll cumulatively be they'll they'll still advance the property. Uh, I would predictions, love see, predictions. I would love to see Boba Fett in some capacity. I think we do, even even if it's like basically in passing, in a glance. Or I could see them cliff hanging it till season three, but. Just acknowledge that you know we're on a path that that leads and intersects with Boba Fett in some way. Obviously, the most you know well-known Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, especially for casual Star Wars fans. So I, I think they need to incorporate him somehow. And another prediction, death prediction, death prediction, death prediction. Um, I don't know. I don't know what main character we see. Maybe i think i think all the main characters stay I, I, I honestly i think this is this season's more about world building yeah. uh, in, into season three uh where we're going to see some payoffs in season three i, I don't think there's going to necessarily be any main characters um that go okay now is there a peripheral character that we will become a fan favorite and then get killed off during the season probably but it's somebody that we don't necessarily know well today
0: gotcha okay yeah awesome um really looking forward to your content <laughs> about mandalorian um again it's probably the biggest thing going on in in tv right now regardless
1: of of streaming service so um, movies i mean movies suck so all the movies are being delayed and pushed back all the things that are coming out are just like the b the the volume stuff the you know we need to fill all the movie theaters like the volume stuff's coming out some kevin costner shit that nobody wants (laughs) like there's (laughs) movies suck right now um I know, so I saw an an article the other day and I did some research into it. It looks like Universal, or sorry, MGM is trying to shop uh, the new Bond movie. So the new Bond movie was supposed to release uh, late spring, early summer. It's got pushed. Now it's slated for April of 21. Um, But not only is it being rumored that they're trying to sell it, but there's a rumored price tag with it uh so to me that that kind of raises the validity it sounds like netflix and apple are the big players maybe trying to buy it and then go straight to streaming uh at a price tag of 600 million dollars so obviously they make their profit they make you know probably 80 percent of what they thought they would make worldwide uh bond films regardless of, of their quality we've talked about this before you're gonna go see it um so they're going to recoup uh, probably a large percent of their worldwide box office in that sale if it does go through for $600 million. Uh, And it could make sense. I mean, we talked about this last last pod with Apple. Like, They don't have a ton of content right now. And they have that kind of money. So do they go buy it and say, hey, uh, sign up for you? Or even if it's to get existing customers who qualify for it for free to go ahead and, and download and get that acquisition. Uh, or if it's getting net new, you know, get somebody to sign up for $6 a month and and then they're kind of like, okay, whatever, it's just $6 a month. And then they don't really pay attention to the fact that maybe the content isn't what they thought it would be. Uh, there's not a ton of new content. It could be a good hook. I, I This news is completely
0: new to me. Um, yeah. I would it's, be, it's I'd be very shocked if Netflix, Netflix got involved. Almost uh, curtailing off our conversation we were talking, they seem to be more quantity than quality yeah. um
1: so i i don't see them you know and they're putting a big focus on 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 like developing new properties and in, in in new original original originals. Kind of, like why would you go out and buy the 28th movie of a you know <laughs> of a franchise? yeah
0: that that seems like an odd choice that netflix would be involved so based based on that i mean i'm i'm gonna hedge my you know hedge my bets and and put it on apple for for all the reasons that you that you mentioned there that they, yeah. their catalog isn't big, they're still new, they need they need subscribers.
1: How do you feel about that? do, you, do you, would you watch would you get Apple TV to to watch Bond? I, I think I would. I yeah. think I would, especially
0: if theaters don't exist. I mean bond Bond's a, an experience for me yeah. that's that's something that that leans the theaters. But you know, I don't. Would know you rather I... have?
1: Would you rather have James Bond today, or wait on the chance that everything is back to normal theater wise, April twenty first of twenty twenty one? Bond today. Yep, that's how I feel too. I'm like, bring it on. You know, let's see. Let's see. This is a we've seen a couple movies do this where you can make back your production budget plus a little bit of profit and just get it off the books. Right. Just dump it. Like right now, you know, if you're if you're MGM. They probably spent what a couple hundred million dollars to make this movie. Get it off the books. now and you you know one of my mottos is a push isn't a loss. Uh, <laughs> another, <laughs> another
0: one of my uh, my gambling techniques. Yeah. So I, I I don't think that's a bad business decision at all. Right. Just uh, salvage and take what you can get um, and move on.
1: Yeah, because they're, they're in a weird spot too. We're like we're just waiting to hear who the new Bond is. Right. So I mean. Get the old get that movie out and then we'll start moving on to the next chapter totally
0: so speaking of speaking of movies um you had a chance to watch uh i don't know if i'll call it a cult classic yet yeah, but it, it definitely caught social media steam um over the past few months uh the movie palm springs yeah on hulu um and i was honestly surprised by your reaction when when we were messaging about it so um
1: uh, initial reaction what did you think of it I it was not what I expected uh, going into it, but I thought it was good. So I like it. It's we've talked about this. I think on the
0: pod you're a fan of the Lonely Island and and, and that that trio.
1: Yeah, um, I think Amy Sandberg is very funny. Um, and i think the other the, the rest of the the group they they write well oh, jk um, simmons is amazing jk I mean, Simmons I mean, was great jk yeah. Simmons was great um i i thought it was i thought it was well done I, I thought it was a little bit different than what i expected i wouldn't say as like traditionally funny or, or kind of like comedy driven there are definitely some really funny parts um but most of it was kind of like situational humor it wasn't like just actual you know jokes or, or scenes crafted to be funny. Um, it was good. And I, and I, it's not a new concept, kind of a groundhog's day concept. It's, it's nothing new. Yeah. Um, but I thought what they did about it was, was kind of good. And it was different than what you would expect from Andy Sandberg. It was, it was more focused on, you know, if this is repetitive, if you're unhappy with you know, how things are going, there's a way to break out of it and to look for, positive and kind of create the best case scenario within whatever situation you're in. It definitely had a deeper meaning than a lot of his other ones. Like this was,
0: this was was by far the most, I don't want to call it real movie, but real like substance movie that I, you know, it's, it's not pop star. It's not hot rod. It's not, you know, any of those other movies he's done that are slapstick comedy for the sake of, for the sake of comedy. Right. There were some dark, not dark undertones. Well, I guess there were there were some undertones, both both dark and real, uh, and involved in it. It it wasn't what I was expecting either. For me, it was better. Yeah. Um. Especially because, like you said, it isn't a new concept. Yeah. Like ground. Like, have you watched any of the Happy Death Days at all? Um. No. So it's same same Groundhog yeah. Day, but but you yeah. Not a spoiler alert, she gets killed every day and yeah. she has to figure out how not to get killed. And you know, it's 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 original because this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Happy Death Day, which came out like five years ago, you fucked up because it's a it's a great yeah. movie, but she figures out how to get out of it and it's very Palm Springsy. There's there's like a time warp and she like works with the science department and she's just like sorority popular bitch but she like befriends all these um nerdy geeky sciencey guys to be able to get her out of this loop. Yeah. Um so uh, I don't know I I really enjoyed it um when it'll inevitably I think I think this has got like TBS and TNT written all over it. Probably. Uh, I will definitely watch it when when I randomly see it on TV just like I do with Groundhog Day and Happy Death Day. Um, yeah. Both no, of them I, I are on TV all the time
1: yeah. And you, and you see like different character development or, or elements when you know, Andy Samberg's character just embraces it and he's been through this loop, you know, hundreds of thousands of times, it, it seems to kind of allude to. And he just like, you know, embraces this day and, yeah. and tries to, you know, stay sane and have as much fun as possible. Um, and then you see some people kind of work through it and realize that, you know, this, one repetitive day kind of happened at a uh, a fork in the road for the, both of the respective lives, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and it kind of happened at, at a good time for them to kind of, you know, redirect where they were heading forward. And I don't know. It was like you said, it was, it was way better than I expected it to be. Um, good. Like, for a Whatever. second. Based on your response. There's
0: a reason why I didn't ask you any follow-up because for a second, I thought you were going to not like it. Like you were expecting a pop star type movie and you were, Oh, I definitely like, was. And, and and so i was not worried but i thought it would have been great conversation if you didn't like it but what do you know we agree again
1: yeah you
0: know I, no, nothing nothing wrong with us knowing what a good movie is
1: yeah no i mean and, and it's weird and then i so I, I try to not you know sway my opinion i don't look at like ron Tomatoes, imdb or anything like that before i watch a movie and i was actually a little surprised to see the critic response to that movie um cuz typically that four on imdb i, I don't I, I don't remember what it is i think the critics were in the low 80s which is like usually the critics don't go for movies like that no i i, I would agree yeah that, so that's, that's it, way higher than what i thought it would be it was it was weird to see critics in the low 80s because honestly my pro if i you know, scored it
0: 94 percent
1: audience score critics audience right. score 88 so yeah, audience so score eighty eight, critics weird? Like That's to me. That's not a movie that critics like better than audience. I also don't think it's a ninety four movie. It's not. Oh, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I, I don't even say, know if it's eighty
0: eight. I no. think seven four on IMDb is damn near perfect. I think that's where I would have
1: put it in I, between yeah. that mid seventies. On a scale uh, of one hundred, I haven't wrote my review yet, and I've been kind of waffling on this a little bit. But I, I was I was thinking right around eighty uh mm-hmm. plus, or, plus or minus a couple and you know when i when i go to sit down and write and kind of think about it uh maybe rewatch a few scenes like that 77 to 82 range is kind of where i've been sitting totally because i just saw borat and i think borat's kind of in the same region uh again not not ever. what not what i expected uh for the subsequent film literally the title of the the, the second movie there yeah borat's, uh, subsequent movie film but it was a more of a real movie than i was expecting like i don't know what the hell's going on like why <laughs> less humor uh the,
0: the the last thing i wanted to cover here because you know this this had steam over the summer so sure. how did you hear about this um like how did palm springs get on your radar
1: uh it was a recommended movie when i logged into netflix
0: <laughs> <There
1: we got. laughs> there we go sometimes it's as easy as that that's as easy as that and i was like oh andy sandberg oh uh yeah i'll give it a shot absolutely
0: all right man um well fun we covered gaming um that that kind that kind of puts the bow on everything we're gonna cover we've covered movies we've covered tv now we've covered video games um anyone who's listening give a recommendation um like like derek said you you
1: know you're watching
0: exactly and and we're definitely open to to giving it a watch and giving it a review as derek mentioned you know movies are getting pushed back video games aren't getting released so i i I challenge you guys um let us know what you want to watch and we'll definitely give it a go awesome cool man well you have a good rest of your day you too man all right cool talk to you later see ya